Today on Background Check, we're going to talk about voting. No, I'm not telling you who I voted for, and I'm not telling you who to vote for. But we are going to talk about the voting process, how being a felon affects that voting process. Did you even know that there's two states that allow inmates to not only vote, but also to run for elected office? We're going to talk a little bit about that. But again, we're not going to tell you who to vote for. We're just going to tell you how to be more informed and to know what you're doing when you go vote. All right. And not vote like some inmates in prison do right now at the Dayroom TV. Come on. Let's do a background check on voting. Let's go. Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is Jaden Gum, and this is Background Check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon, so tell them that I won't back down now. You can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn some respect. You are tuning in to Background Check. Hey everyone, welcome to Background Check Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Gum, where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back, it should pay you back. And this podcast is um, the very thing that I'm talking about, man. My past, without my past, without my background, this podcast wouldn't exist. My testimony wouldn't exist. Uh, so many things that God has allowed us to do. The documentary that's on Roku TV, the appearance on the Huckabee show, all that is my, my background paying me back for all the years that it stole from me. And a lot of people ask me, where'd you come up with that slogan, that, that, that motto, whatever you want to call it. And I said, right out of the Bible, you know, the thief has to pay back seven, eight times what he stole. So, um, I'm still, still, I'm still counting, still counting. (laughs) So anyway, Um, It's also brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. We're also brought to you by Union Houston. It's a church down in Houston uh, with Pastor Rod and Sarah Vargas, and they are doing some amazing things. They're the ones that I talked about on last episode where Pastor Rod took a group of guys and invited me to go with them to the mountaintop, and that was fun, inspiring week. Brought to you by uh, also Clarity Roofing and Solar. Listen, it doesn't matter when the storm was. I mean, it kind of does a little bit, but I think they have some, um, I think they have some, like a number of how many months or whatever, but Clarity Clarity Roofing and Solar, call them. Um, My buddies Joe and Ryan over there will take care of you. They'll give you an estimate. And if you want to add solar to your roof, you can. Uh, they're, they're incredible. They did our roof on our old house and they were in and out. They did great. So give them a call 972-922-6434. I'll put it on the show notes as well, but, uh, call them and tell them that you heard about them on background check podcast. All right. They, they support us. They, uh, believe in second chances. And so help them out. All right. If you're in Houston, check out pastor Rod and Sarah at union Houston. It's a great church. It's a great church, and they truly, truly are a church who will um, disciple, disciple. A lot of churches miss out on the discipleship, or they cater the discipleship to, 
you know, uh, mature Christians and they don't want to do the, the messy discipleship that Jesus did. So anyway, thank you guys for sponsoring our show. I appreciate that. Um, here at Background Check, we just share stories of people who have risen above their past. While we share stories of people who help other people in life as they rise above their past. And then we just talk, we talk about topics. We do, we do so many different things here on Background Check Podcast. It's not limited to just talking about stories of people's past. Uh, today, we're going to talk about voting. All right. So, you know, we're going to do a background check on voting. But anyway, I, I want to get to the shout outs first. So let's let's start with um, let's start with James Clayton Harris at the Formby unit. Thank you for subscribing and spreading the word. Thank you for letting us know. Uh, I do want to tell y'all, uh, I think they finally changed our category. We're not in the employment category, although from time to time we might have a episode on uh, where to find a job or whatever, you know. So I think we're under personal development. So when you, when you, you and you could check it out, uh, but under personal development, I think is a category that we're under now. Listen, if you hear a hissing noise in the background, it's because it's raining like crazy here in Waxahachie, Texas. Um, so there's sometimes you just can't do anything about the rain, but thank you, James Clayton Harris, uh, Eric Maraschio, Maraschio, Maraschio at the Fannin County jail, Fannin County jail there in Bonham, Texas. Thanks for reaching out. Can't wait to meet you in person, dude. Uh, great book. Thank you. Uh, I, I do want to take a break. And, and tell everybody who writes in, look, you know, um, it may sound like this is all we do is just the show, but this is one of about 15,000 things we do. Uh, so when you write in, just understand I'm probably not going to have time to write you back and I'm probably not going to have time to do all the, the things that you want me to do in the letters. Uh, this is not directed at one person. This is just directed at, at everybody in general. I want you to write your story. I'm going to read your story. I promise you I'm going to read your story. Um, but, uh, some people will send like lists of things to do. Can you contact this person? Can you do this? Can you do that? I can't. Um, and the transitional house, we are going to be transitioning from where we're at now to another location. So we're not sure if that's going to happen smoothly. So we're not taking any new applications right now. So everyone who's listening, we're not closing down. We're just not taking new applications right now, but I, you'll hear, I mean, I'm on every week. So you'll hear when we go, when we go back to start taking applications, uh, Jason Jobson at the Roach unit. Thank you for writing in man. Um, and good luck on your FIR. I mean, I mean, congratulations on your FIR, uh, three, man. That's awesome. Um, I don't know if I was supposed to put your business out there, but <laughs> congratulations on getting to go home. Uh, anyway, Cynthia Berg at the hobby unit. Thank you so much for writing, sharing your story. Uh, it's good to know that you ladies at the hobby unit are listening. Hello to all you, all you ladies at the hobby unit. Um, let's see, Jaron, Jaron. So glad you're at a unit now that has tablets. Uh, so happy for you, bro. And, um, uh, those of you who have sent letters in and said that a specific, podcast has impacted you or an episode has impacted you you can you can be sure that i forward what you said to the guest that was on the show so uh, so yeah jaron i i sent uh your letter to kelsey and also twine to let them know that you have really been impacted by by their 
Uh, and uh, Jaron, you might be happy to know this. Tuan is leading a group of John Maxwell leadership type stuff at the Carol Vance unit now. So they have accepted the John Maxwell program and it's a part of their program now. So it's pretty cool. So, um, and then last, but certainly not least, um, Jade. Oh my gosh. Great letter. I read it to my wife, Jade from, um, the Wyoming women's correctional facility. I think it's got a specific name. I don't know. Up in uh, Lusk, Wyoming. Unfortunately, she won't be. She can't hear this because the prisons in Wyoming do not have tablets. Uh, it sounds like, but the county jails do. So, uh, if you're in county jail and you end up being at the same prison that Jade is at, tell her we got her, we got her letter and uh, forward it, forward it to all the people that she said has impacted her. But thank you all for writing in. Listen, um, I know some of you in Texas. They're rolling out the prisons right and left with tablets, but they're behind a little bit, it seems like. I'm looking at the schedule, and they are a couple of months behind. But when you do get it, when you do come online, write us, Forgiven Felons, Background Check Podcast, P.O. Box 4283, P.O. Box 4283, Cedar Hill, Texas. Cedar, like the tree, Cedar Tree, C-E-D-A-R, Hill, H-I-L-L, Texas, 75106. And um, just write us. You'll always get a shout out on uh, on here on the website. I mean, uh, on our podcast. So thank you, though, you guys for taking the time to write to write in and let us know. Uh, let's see. OK, I think I'm done. Oh, 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 we went and looked at some space for the Forgiven Felons Resource Center. And I got excited. It's kind of like an emotional roller coaster because Part of it is exactly what we need, but then it's missing some of some of some other stuff that we need. It fits exactly what we want to do with the t-shirts, the graphic art design class, the audio video production class, but it doesn't fit the other two, the welding and the lighting and the electrical. It doesn't fit those two. So we're trying to figure out, okay, do we just keep looking for one bigger place or do we take this place and kind of split the vision, stagger it and, and, and open up here, uh, and, and go full steam ahead. I think, I think we might do that. I don't know. So we'll see, but keep us in your prayers as we're looking at that. Uh, today I want to uh, talk about voting. I mean, obviously in Texas, this means people out of prison and off parole in Texas because Texas has some, um, still has some, antiquated voting laws, voting restriction laws, voter suppression laws, whatever you want to call them. And I know there's a lot of people, even some of my best friends that think people with felony convictions shouldn't vote or people with violent felony convictions shouldn't vote. But you know, when, when people talk about criminals, they always want to use in, in the media, especially like one side always says, the other side's approving the release of these violent criminals, you know, and we got people at our house and people that have gone on from our house that have committed violent crimes uh, 20, 30 years ago, and they're not that person anymore. And there's no chance in, in hell, heck that they're going to be that person anymore. But yet they're always going to be labeled that person because of, because of the way our minds are, the way our mindset is. And um, that's unfortunate, but, uh, but I want to talk about voting. It's listen, if you're, if you can vote, I don't care what state you're in, what, 
local city you're in, if you could vote, you need to go vote. I wish that if you had the right to vote and you still have the right and you don't vote, I wish they would take your vote away and give it to somebody uh, like a like a reformed, a rehabilitated inmate who can't vote. That's that's what I wish. And you might be mad at me for that, and that's okay. You don't have to like me, uh, but I'm looking at I'm looking at a page called Felony Disenfranchisement Laws, and it's a map, and it's a map of the United States. I'll put a I'll put a, a link to the show notes uh, to this in the show notes. But it's a colorful map. There's blue, there's orange, there's uh, green, there's blue and green, there's yellow and orange, and there's red. And it shows what the felony voting laws are in in that state. Okay. Now we'll start with we'll start with Texas. People with felony convictions can vote upon completion of sentence. That means sentence doesn't mean the time in prison. It means when you're whatever you were sentenced to. So like if you're out on parole. And you still got 20 years left on parole. You can't vote for another 20 years. So it, it's like if you're on life, like the I think the CEO of, of uh, PEP, Brian Kelly, I think he's got life. I think. I should have looked that up before I said that. But if somebody is on life, life uh, they got a life sentence, but they made parole, they can't ever vote again in Texas. Hopefully that will change because there are a lot of reformed people that need to be allowed to vote. There's a lot of smart people in prison, but I'm going to, I'm going to just go through this, uh, real quick. Uh, California, Oregon, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Montana, Minnesota. I mean, Montana, North Dakota, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, these are states in Maryland. I say Maryland, yeah. These are states that uh, people in prison cannot vote. Everyone else can vote. So no matter what your charge is, once you get out of prison or jail, you can vote, even if you're on parole. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that. Okay. Uh, here in Texas, um, I already told you that Texas and a lot of Alaska. New Mexico, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, Washington State, Idaho, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, West Virginia, Arkansas, Missouri, Louisiana. These states uh, are just like Texas. So people with felony convictions can vote upon the completion of their sentence. Now in Arizona, Arizona, Wyoming, Iowa, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida. Some people with felony convictions cannot vote ever, ever. That's crazy. All right. Now in New York, Connecticut and Rhode Island, wait, no, New York and Connecticut, New York and Connecticut, people in prison and on parole cannot vote. All other, uh, other people with criminal convictions, including people on probation, can vote. All right, now there's two states, Vermont and Maine. Everyone has the right to vote. No matter what your charge is, no matter what your crime is, everyone has the right to vote, even inmates. I can't remember, I have to look it up, either Maine or Vermont. Uh, one of those, you're even allowed to run 
for office, an elected position in local local government. I love that. I love that. Because let me tell you what that does. A lot of people will, will get pissed off when they hear that. But what would you give rights back to inmates uh, and, and, and you allow them to feel normal? You, you help and you aid in the rehabilitation process. All right? If you just want to throw people in a cage because they, they did something very bad, and you don't want to see them rehabilitated, you're something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. You're, our goal should be to, to, to help everybody get better with the acknowledgement that there's some people that aren't going to get better. But we should, we should not judge everybody by that measure. We should, we should say, okay, most people want to do the right thing. Most people want to get better. But in some of these states, man, and I've been to other states and other prisons, some of these states don't want people to get better because they make so much money off third-party vendors that if they shut their prisons down because there's nobody locked up anymore, a lot of money is going to be lost. And I, and I know everybody hates to hear that, but it, 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 there's a lot of – prison is big business, and I'm not talking about private, private prisons. Yes, they are private prisons, but they are actually regulated better through the business bureaus than state prisons. State prisons are governed by states only, and states um, states run those. And there's a lot of state prisons that are making a lot more profit than the private prisons. So anyway, uh, Kentucky, Kentucky and Virginia. Listen to this. Kentucky and Virginia. All people with felony convictions are permanently disenfranchised. That means if I lived in Virginia or Kentucky, I couldn't vote like I do now in Texas. I couldn't. Can't vote in any anyone, any election. That's crazy. That's crazy. Cause I I mean, anyway. Uh you know the Marshall Project has a good I'll put I'll put a link to this. Um the Marshall Project has an article about the two states that that can vote if you're an inmate in prison, but they explain why very few inmates do vote. A lot of, a lot of it has to do with uh, low literacy rates and little access to information. So anyway, I'll put those two uh, links to those two websites in the show notes. But listen, the, the one thing I know, voting happened in prison all the time, okay? We just didn't vote about vote on elections, but we voted a lot in prison, we voted all the time. We voted on the main thing we voted on in prison was what channel the TV was going to be on. So in most prisons, not all, but in most prisons, there's a, a an area called the day room. That, that means it's separated from our bunk area. Okay. Now it might be right next to our bunk area, but there's a, there's a distinct line between bunk areas and the day room. And the TVs are usually where the day rooms are. Now, if you're at a transfer facility in Texas, there's just these big metal buildings and they have pods. There's like 56 men in the pod and the day room is just a bunch of tables and chairs right in the middle. There's two TVs, one on each side of the day room, and which a lot of them happen to be right above the showers. So if you want to watch TV, you also get burnt up by watching people in the showers. And then usually one TV is on sports and one TV is on everything else. Um, and the way those get, what determines those channels and what, what's watching, what are we watching is a vote. And 
In prison, if you wanted to watch a certain movie, but somebody else wanted to watch a different movie, then y'all right there on the benches of the TV. And what would happen then is you would take a vote. And whoever outvoted who got to watch what they want to watch next time the, the guard comes in to do the channel check. Well, if you're one person and you know there's four other people that want to watch that other movie, you're basically going to lose. You're going to lose unless you go recruiting votes. So what a lot of guys would do, this happened all the time, it just turned into a competition. What guys would do is if they really wanted to watch a TV show that bad, they would go grab some of their friends, okay, and even some of them would even be packing soups or honey buns and say, hey, can you come help me vote? on this TV show. I really want to watch this movie. And sometimes it's not just one person. Sometimes it's a group of people, you know, will they say, Hey, we want to, we want to make sure we get it on this channel. Can you come help and just vote with us? Well, so what would happen is, is when channel check officer would come in and say channel check, and there's two different, two different uh, things that they would vote. Well, whoever had the most votes would get to watch the movie. So, it was important for somebody to go around trying to acquire votes at whatever cost. Okay. So you had people, you had people that somebody would come and say, Hey, I need you to come help me vote. Uh, I want to watch this certain movie. Uh, help me to vote so we could watch, I could watch this certain movie. And, and some people would just say, okay, no problem. They would go, they wouldn't care what the movie was. They wouldn't ask questions. They wouldn't say, what's it about? They would just come and say, when's the vote? Here I am. I vote for this. And then after the vote's over, they turn around and they walk away. And they don't they don't give a crap about what's on that TV. They don't care. They're just doing it because somebody asked them to do it and it's their friend and yeah, I'll do it. Well, what I've noticed out here is that voting out here is a lot like that. I mean, it's just two sides grabbing all the votes they can and voters who, who don't usually vote, you know, and, and a lot of inmates that don't usually watch TV will come vote for something just because their friend says to. But out here, a lot of people don't watch TV. They don't watch CNN. They don't watch Fox News. They don't watch the local news on, on any of the stations. They don't read newspapers. They don't read articles. They don't listen to podcasts and find out what's going on on the TV of the United States of America. But then every election time, every two years, when there's major elections, you know, president and then uh, midterms, every two years, their friends will come say, hey, it's time to vote. It's time to vote. I want to watch this TV show. I want to watch the show of Donald Trump. I want to watch the show of Joe Biden. But I need you to come help vote so we can win. So it can be our our show on TV. And people just do it. They just vote. They just go vote without doing any research, without even like without even watching what's going on. And and that's our biggest problem is I wish if you were going to vote, if you vote, I wish you would have to watch and take notes of everything that happens in the in the 3 years following their win. Okay? Listen. If you watch everything 
eight months before the election, everything looks good. Everything looks great. They're on the best behavior. I want you to watch them for the year or two after they're, they get elected. That's what I want you to watch because that's when, that's when they're either failing or doing well with what they promised. And I know not every politician can promise everything and fulfill it, but there's, there are a handful that have, have fulfilled a lot of their promises, you know, and then there's a bunch that have not even fulfilled one. But get out there and vote. And listen, I'm not even telling you to vote Republican or Democrat. There's a lot of libertarians in the local the local offices here that I voted for. Lots of libertarians. But if you don't even know what a libertarian is, and all your all your friends telling you to, to vote Democrat or to vote Republican, and you just go do that, and you're not paying attention to the TV show afterwards, you're no worse than that inmate in prison who just comes and votes for the channel check. So don't be that way. Don't be that way. Okay? Do your research. Find out if you don't know what a libertarian is, you know, people are turned off for that word because they think it sounds too much like liberal, you know, liberal conservative, you know, do your research. If you're a Christian, pray about your vote, pray and do what you feel God has called you to do. Vote your values, vote your convictions, but vote. Don't vote somebody else's values and somebody else's convictions. One of the inmates, uh, pushed back a little bit and said, hey, well, what what show are we voting on? And he's like, it don't matter. Just come vote with me. He goes, yeah, it does matter to me because I'm not going to vote for something that I don't would, wouldn't normally watch on TV. <laughs> I like that. There are smart people in prison, and there's smart people out here too. But listen, man, just do your research. Do your research. I'm going to put uh, Vote in Texas website Early voting is going on now. Look, if you didn't register by October 11th, then you can't vote in this election. Uh, but, you know, still get registered to vote anyway. You ne- you're going to need to vote anyway. But um, I'll put all the links in there to um, to register to vote as well. Vote in Texas is a, is a good website. But get to know your candidates. Go vote. Right now in Texas, early voting goes through November the 4th. So you got it. It's raining outside, but that that shouldn't stop you from voting. It's going to be hot outside. That shouldn't stop you from voting. Go vote. You know, especially your local politics, man. This this midterm is the is is bigger and I think it's a bigger impact on your on your and your family's life, your business than the actual presidential election because local lo, local politics have a bigger effect on your pocketbook than federal politics do. So Anyway, listen, I love you. And listen, I'm not the type of person that is going to reject you and not be your friend if you vote differently than me. You don't even have to tell me how you vote. I don't care how you vote. As long as you voted with being informed. As long as you took some time and you go, oh, I voted this way because so-and-so said vote that way. No, no, I'd rather you not even vote. But I believe in you. I believe in this country. I believe in my local politicians. Uh, I, I, I love Republicans and Democrats. I've got friends that are, that are in the, uh, you know, house of representatives and Senate that are both Republicans and Democrats. And, um, you know, I know, I know they'll, they'll all be in heaven because some of them are Christians. Not some of them aren't, they're not going to be in heaven, but I know Republicans that'll be in heaven and I know Democrats that'll be in heaven. So anyway, go, go vote, go vote early, early voting 
in Texas is uh, through November 4th. And uh, thank you. Thank you to all you who don't have the right to vote back yet. Uh, hang in there. Hopefully it'll come. Hopefully Texas will be one of those states that will offer people that are out of prison, even if they're on parole, the chance to vote. And, um, and, and even people in prison. You know, there's a lot of smart people in prison, you know. But and not all of them would vote if they're given the opportunity. And let me tell you one thing. So the ones that can vote in prison, they don't vote. Their vote in prison doesn't go to that jurisdiction, that district that the prison is in. Their vote counts for the last known address where they lived. All right. And they do that because that way you can't sway a local election with, you know, everybody on your block voting, you know, kind of like kind of like the whole TV thing, you know. So. So anyway, don't be like the inmates in prison and just randomly, blindly vote. Don't be like the inmates in prison where you're just trying to bribe people to vote the way you vote. Um, you vote your heart. And if you're not a Christian, just do your research. Do your research. Find out what's what's important to you. Is gas prices important to you? Uh, are gas prices important to you? Find out how much power the president has over gas prices. Uh, is inflation important to you? Find out how much a president's actions actually affect inflation and, and then make a decision based on that. Uh, if, it, if abortion is important to you, do your research. Find out. Um, if criminal justice reform is important to you, do your research. Find out. And then vote accordingly. Don't let somebody else tell you how to vote. All right? Because what if they're just telling... What if they're just voting by because somebody else told them how to vote and they didn't do any research? Now you have this whole long line. It's, it's just like the inmates voting in jail. So I love y'all. Um, let's pray. Let's pray right now. Father, thank you for the voting process. Lord, this is uh, not a spiritual uh, method, but it's a government method that that we use here on earth to elect our officials. And, Lord, we know that your word says that nobody can be in authority except what you allow. So, Lord, we know that, that there's a reason Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is in office. There was a reason Trump was in office. You allowed it all. And you're going to allow this these midterms. You're going to allow the people that you need in office, Republican, Democrat, or Libertarian. You're going to allow them to make it and to win. And so we just pray over them. We pray over our process. We pray over the voting. We pray over the the protection over the fraud. We, we pray, Lord, your will be done. Your will be done, Lord. So no matter who's in office, local or federal, no matter who's in office, no matter who's in charge of the Congress, who's in charge of the Senate or House, you, you're in charge. No matter what the labels say. Lord, I lift up the voters to you. I ask that you just give them wisdom. Show them how to research. Give them wisdom and be with them as they vote early and on election day. We pray for protection on, on election day from all of our judges, volunteers. Uh, we just rebuke any kind of any kind of uh, election fraud in Jesus' name. We cancel every attack on either side to commit election fraud in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just lift up the listeners to you. We thank you for this, this uh, discussion, Lord, just on, on voting. We thank you, Lord, that we live in a country. You've, you've given us a country to live in that we can vote in. And uh, we love you, Lord. We pray for every listener. We pray for breakthroughs in their lives. We pray for their families. 
We pray for uh, people to that are going to be getting surgeries soon. We pray for those to go to go well and be successful. Lord, I lift up my friend Richard Miles, who just got into a car wreck. Lord, he was one of our former guests on a couple shows. Lord, I pray a speedy recovery for him. Uh, Lord, I pray for, um, I pray against suicide, Lord. Lord, the suicide rate in prison and out of prison is just at an all-time high, and we just, we come against it in Jesus' name. We come against it. We speak life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for every listener. Let them have an encounter with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, guys, thanks for letting me babble on about um, voting. And um, you have a good week, and we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast, brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.